0: Welcome to Arrest All My Mix. My name is Ben Talon. This is the Original Thinking and Creative Innovation Podcast. How are you doing? Are you all well? Are you good? Cheers for checking in. Welcome to new listeners. And cheers to the old guard. Those who keep me going every week. The weather this week is experience and excellence. We're going to be talking creative excellence and awards. Um, it's quite an interesting one. We've got industry heavyweight. Bruce Duckworth. Coming on, he's also finishing up a wonderful tenure as president of DNAD D, and I'm going to be talking to a handful of students who are fresh out the traps, raring to go, full of talent and no doubt full of confusion. <laughs> as far as their route into the industry goes, as we know, it's a minefield. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a head scratcher, right, when you're leaving university because you kind of come out of the bubble a little bit, and it's very difficult to find those feet. So I'm going to be looking at two completely different angles. Uh, Bruce Duckworth, a man with 32 years in this industry experience, uh, one half of the brilliant Turner and Duckworth, global giants, uh, and like I say, those new guys coming out with uh, fresh, wide eyes into the world and uh, raw talent that's yet to be shaped, and I find that a beautiful thing. So we will get to that in a moment. First, I've got to thank my fantastic sponsors who keep this show free every week. Illustration Limited, illustrationweb.com, dot uh, com, top guys. Really, um, that they've been looking after me as an illustrator for a while, but they're also very passionate about making the industry a safe, wonderful place for us all to exist. So a little thanks to those guys. Been there since day. Um, illustrationweb.com, like I say. Go and check them out over 200 different uh, illustrators of all kinds, people doing live work, um, murals, large-scale stuff, fashion illustrators, uh, children's illustrators, all going on. Go and have a look at the roster. It's a great place to go and grab a little bit of inspiration, a whole panorama of broadly talented people. Go and check them out, and thanks for the support from day one. UK, my tech sponsor. Um, great bunch of people supporting the show all the time. They provide domain names hosting um web seo advice for getting yourself up google uh social media advice real broad company but uh, again great supporters of this show and the creative industry they're always shouting about what we're doing here banging the drums shouting about the people i feature on the show um and featuring great creative people and projects themselves Uh, so go and check them out heartinternet.co.uk printed.com my print sponsor Awesome people. They do all the shows printing, they do, do my personal printing, my promo books for any flyers, my business cards, all that kind of stuff. It's hugely customizable, Over 90 different products, finishes, all that good stuff going on. They use their blog to great effect, their social media channels to share the work of interesting people and projects. So go and have a look. Um, and as you guys know, I provide a little tip from both Heart and Printed each episode. But I thought I'd tie the two together today. So what happens is... Some of these students I'm going to be talking to today about their amazing work um, graduating this year from uh, DNA D's New Blood. What I do is I come away with a host of business cards, uh, you know, the lovely tactile stuff that these guys take the time to produce. And I end up with a big wedge of them on my desk and scattered around my studio and I'll be the first to admit I'm not the most organised. And then what happens is I'll be thinking, right, who was that guy again that I came across that did an amazing thing, and I should put them in touch with this person or make a suggestion about their worker. Can I find it usually? No. Can I bollocks? Um, I struggle. I'm not the best at that. So the best thing you can do is act on it straight away, which is a new little tactic I've employed. So I'm following it up now. I'm looking at where their Instagram is. I'm giving them a follow. I'm checking it out. Uh, going on their Twitter. So then when that happens, at least I know they're there. They're in my network. They're on my LinkedIn, whatever it is. So just follow things up pretty quick. So that's the tip, courtesy of Heart Internet. Today and on the printed basis, these guys take time to produce this stuff. So I, for one, need to start showing it a little bit more respect and keep them somewhere safe. Keep a directory. I don't know what it is, but just keep these things in a place where you know where they are so you can follow it up. Stick it to the wall, whatever you need to do. Pin it to your forehead. (laughs) <laughs> so thanks to all them brilliant sponsors illustrationweb.com dot printed.com so how are you guys, what are you getting on with what's going on this summer, how are you finding the heat I'm talking to the Brits now we're all rubbish when it comes to hot weather, I don't know about you but it's Whew, it's knocking me down some days, I'm, I'm, I'm just slouching around my studio, just getting my minimums done. Uh, I'm getting through it, but it's, it's tough when you're as bad as we are with uh, ex- any kind of weather that's just not cloudy and mild. <laughs> anyway, let me know your thoughts. So like I say, today, coming up. Great show. We've got the brilliant Bruce Duckworth, who's uh, kindly given me his time. Uh, like I say, finishing a wonderful tenure as president of DNA D, which you only get one shot at, and you only get one year. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, and I'm going to talk to a few of these students because I just wanted to look at a few issues. There's been a whole thing in the media recently about publicists uh, pulling out of awards for twelve months. And then Tim Lindsay, DNAD's CEO, wrote a kind of responsive article to that about the importance of awards to recognize excellence. And he, he phrased that as the war on mediocrity. So I wanted to kind of head down and talk to Bruce about a wide range of things. I wanted to touch upon that, but I wanted to kind of focus on just that on creative excellence and striving to be the next great thing, Um, and how important are awards in recognising that, and you know, why should you enter, and why not winning an award is not any kind of defeat, so Bruce articulates that absolutely wonderfully. So we're going to get into all that, we're going to talk about his own background and his journey uh, up to what he's done with Turner and Duckworth, we're going to talk about that, so we're going to look at it from a man with 32 years experience, uh, a deep love of creativity, uh, a lot of passion for the industry, and... He's gonna talk about staying fresh, he's gonna talk about motivation and drivers and why he's more than happy for people to do greater work than he's ever done. Um by stepping back and letting the new generation breathe and, and just appreciating that and embracing it and, you know, to, to, to stay on top of things and to stay relevant. And I also went and talked to a few of the, the most promising new grads. So I picked out a few of the ones to watch at the DNA the New Blood Awards. And then on the night at the private view, we just had a few kind of bouncy conversations. I just dragged a few people and said, look, come and come, let's come and have a chat outside. We, uh, we took a beer outside and we had a chat about their projects. We're going to talk about what they've been up to, how they see themselves now moving into the industry and how they're trying to be excellent and how they're trying to kind of shape their own path at this very formative stage. So it's two interesting sides of the coins um, all based around striving for excellence. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, Really broad bunch. Talking to Liam Bell. From Northumbria University, from the graphic design course, did an amazing project called "Dicks Out," we'll get onto that a little later. Not as crude as it sounds; it's actually quite a clever title, which you will explain. Um, Giannina Powlin from Edinburgh Napier Graphic Design Course, who did an incredible project on the, the sort of the drop-off in bee colonies and the crisis that you know we could be about to hit with our food chain. Uh, if this happens, you know, it's, it's a real catastrophic thing, and we don't hear enough about it in the media. Um, and also gonna be talking to Emily Charlotte Croft, who is a fantastic new illustration grad coming out of Plymouth University, came up with the idea to present a degree show as a sort of newspaper kind of format. So we're, you know we're gonna we're gonna get into all that stuff. Busy show coming up so without me banging the drum anymore. Quick thanks to the AOI, the Association of Illustrators got the World Illustration Awards exhibition opening up very soon at Somerset House. New website on the horizon. Exciting times moving forward. So cheers to them, guys, for the support too. Give us your feedback, please, on the Twitter at RestAllMimics. Let me know what you think of each of the guests, your own stance on creative excellence. How do you feel about awards? Get, get, us, get us some feedback. Numbers going up all the time, interaction being really good. So cheers, guys, and uh, keep it coming because it really does mean a lot. So kick off with Bruce Duckworth finishing up president of dnad at the moment so here we go so i don't don't know about your own background what is what's your story in terms of your route into into this industry were you creative you a creative person
1: yeah um i think i loved art you know drawing and um i remember doing a i didn't really know what i wanted to be but i loved album covers which i think is the way most graphic designers get into it right there was a period when they were popular and um, I went to I used to do a collect Littlewoods football pools from people's houses. It's like a it's like a sort of pools round. It was called a pools round, but it's like a newspaper round. You can knock on the door and collect the stake and their their betting slip for the football pools. And I, I did it for years as pocket money and I got to know the people quite well. Yeah. And one of the, the the ladies I used to, old lady I used to collect from. She said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I said, oh, "I think I, I want to design album covers." She said, "Oh, my son does something like that." And um, here's here's a book. And she gave me a book of um, what turned out to be Minali Tattersfield's work. Which, and and um, and I looked through this book, and I thought that's exactly what I want to be. It's, it's weird how things happen like that. Yeah. And um, and she was uh, the creative director at the time, Ian Grindle's mother. And uh, so she and so I that's where I wanted to work and that's indeed where I did work so, wow. so I went from into Kingston Poly Technique when it was before it was university and and did uh, you know, graphic design uh, This is actually where I met my wife and uh, I was I was always tempted to go into advertising because I like the sort of I like the idea of these great bits of communication and great posters is what I loved and um, and then and then I think right at the last minute um, decided that design was better for me. I preferred, I like posters, but I like the sort of design version of the poster mm-hmm. rather than the advertising version. So, so um, I ended up working for, straight from college for Michael Peters for six months and then went to Minerala which was always my dream company. I mm-hmm. worked there for two and a half years, which is where I met my partner, David Turner. And then, um, and, and we both went our separate ways after that. I worked at Lewis Mobley for four and a half years um, in a you know, great, fantastic Packaging design, brilliant art director Mary Lewis taught me an awful lot, um, and then we started turning it up with in '92, and the rest just two of us, and yeah. the rest is kind of history. Twenty five yeah. years later, we still just,
0: just just to just to remind a little bit out of personal curiosity, what sort of album covers are we talking? Because I think like, I, I certainly on board yeah. with what you're saying, and I, you know, as a child of the '90s, I was just gripped by style of Rouge's. work with Blur Yeah, what are we talking for your inspiration? We're talking.
1: I mean, I'm older, right? So I'm 54. So I'm talking um, hypnosis, and I'm talking you know work for Pink Floyd, really, of course, really. and you know Storm Thorgerson, and, and, and actually just the whole of the hypnosis team. It just seemed like a such an influential time. And now, of course, the V&A exhibition is on, which I haven't been to yet, but I'm going to go this weekend. Yeah. So I must go. Um,
0: I went to the Jam one. Did you see that at the uh, no. Somerset House? Yeah. It's just such a blast a of culture of an era. Of yeah. all that stuff just not to go too far off track but Paul Weller's exercise books and all those little notes and, and you know drawing himself as a mod which just made me think then of what you were saying about that actually what a wonderful thing with the cool story to actually um is so there something about voicing those things that you want to do?
1: I think so. I mean, I think the, uh, the relationship between um, album cover art and commercial graphic design, I mean, I know they're both commercial graphic design, is that there's a sort of, um, there's a real feeling you get from the music and you're trying to express that in some mm. kind of graphics, in the visual world, in the best that we, we know how. I think that's what so, sort of, has always been such the link in, in that album yeah. cover art. That's why I just love it so much. Um, and I don't think it actually is any different working for whatever you're working for. You know, if you just, you've just got to get inside it yeah. and kind of splurge it out as best you can in, yeah. in, in graphic design. So, uh, you know, whether it's actually albums you're designing or mm. chocolate bars, actually,
0: yeah. If you're fulfilling that creative power, yeah. if solid. you really
1: believe it and you really believe you can do something, um, you know, um, to the best of your ability, then, yeah, it, it can all be great. There's no reason yeah. why anything shouldn't be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, why, why do this now? Why, why take on the D presidency yeah. role at this time of your career?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, it, it's something that you only get to do once. <laughs> um, I was... And, and it's, you have to be, I suppose, in the right place at the right time with the right amount of time and all the rest of it to do it. Um, and you have to feel like you've got something to talk about and something to give back. Mm. Um, and, and, and I, so I suppose I'm at that stage, you know, not that I'm thinking of, you know, I'm still very much involved with Up Duckworth and, you know, we've, we, we've got a plan, a big plan for the future. Um, but it, it just felt that also you have to do it. I think there's, you don't really want to be too old as a president, yeah. you know, because, you know, you should be representative of the industry. Um, so I thought now now's a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. It's like when you have... Uh, I think it's important that you get contact, to, you know, uh, within your study, whatever that may be, with people who are out there now doing it uh, in the industry, because otherwise, you know, you, you, there's always that feeling that maybe someone's disconnected a little. from Yeah, that's, story. that's exactly right. You know, and,
1: and I think you know, it's it's sort of, sort of been interesting. I mean, it's, it's the opportunity to just see all that work. Like two weeks ago, we had the uh, uh, new blood, you know, the exhibition. And you see that raw talent, you know, which is sort of, you know, sometimes it's not directly on course, sometimes it it needs a bit of course correction before it's going to be superb or, yeah, but, you know, there's some real talent there. And, And, you know, I can remember remember it <laughs> like it was yesterday um, but you need to have that connection you need to have the connection with the boots on the ground and the and you know people bringing into the industry as well at the sort of um, at the top and the sort of leaders of the industry that you might knock around with sometimes
2: yeah
0: it's, it's so true and actually this is uh, that's one of the beautiful things about doing this project is um i come across i mean i talked to three of the students on the night when we when we spoke and you actually said to me this tonight's about these guys, as you know, because we were flirting with the idea of having the chat on the night. Yes. Um, and you were totally right. I mean, the chats I had with those students, and to see the fire in their eyes that they'd been chosen as yeah. ones to watch, it, was, it was—it's a beautiful feeling actually. And, and there's always an element of shock when you ask someone at that stage of their career to feature on on, on anything, but mm. especially in a form of media like this. And I always try to say, well, of course, you're as valuable and as important as, as someone as you say someone who's right up there at the top of yeah, the industry. Yeah,
1: I think as you as you kind of get you, you, you appreciate that more the longer you work you know there's, there's sort of stages in, in your career where and they're at the stage where they've got to make their mark Yes. you know they've got to prove to themselves and to the industry that they are really great at what yeah. they're doing and you know there's you know I think design is one of those businesses where it's it's a lot of hard work and you might as well be doing it at the very top level because really that's that's where the joy is. Yeah. Um, and you, you don't want to be just doing the hard work and getting no kind of reward. And I mean by reward I mean kind of you know creative satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, so really you want to be at the very top of your business, at the, at the top of the industry, working for the top people or working out on your own, but working at a level that it can be some, some sort of influence.
0: Yeah. Well, in terms of people coming out of university now, uh, what changes? sort of disadvantages and advantages as opposed to the industry that you enter what, what obviously the big changes are the, the obvious things the technology yeah. and, and the digital landscape that we're in now but in terms of the sort the sort, of, the sort of challenges in terms of creativity coming into a something of a swapped industry now with the exposure that we have to all the talent. What are the big differences between how you felt coming into this world and, and what these guys face now?
1: Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a kind of interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. It's a sort of... Uh, I think when we were coming into the industry, it was a burgeoning industry. You know, it was... Uh, when I came out, in, um, out of, out of uh, Kingston in 85, and it was a boom time for design. Design had just become fashionable. There were designer jeans and there were designer stores. There was, yeah. you know, it had become a kind of... You know, s- something to be celebrated, and so consequently, there were a lot of jobs around. You know, I remember being offered eight jobs from my university, or from from my college degree show, and that wasn't unusual. That wasn't. There were just a lot of jobs around, um, and they were, and and so it was a very kind of uncharted kind of area um, with lots of room for expansion and and you know, a lot of opportunity. I think now you're right. It's a kind of saturation, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and I think that. You have to, when you come out of university, and something that, that, that I've noticed is that people are incredibly specialist in what they're doing. Um, and my feeling is that we were more general, generalistic. I could have gone into advertising. I could have gone into design. You know, it was that broad a portfolio yeah. that I had. And I think that people are more specialist now than they've ever been. And actually, I'm not sure that's a good thing. Because the, 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 the way the work works at the moment... Is that it just inhabits every single media it possibly can. And my feeling is you should be more general um, because I think the ideas can go anywhere.
0: I think you're so right and I think that, um, and I've said this several times to people, that in my opinion the walls seem to be coming down now because we've all got much easier access to to all different fields now because technology is cheaper to get hold of. You, you need more than just a specialist skill. like you say it's the ideas they've never gone away. Yeah, um,
1: and, and I think there's a there's really a need. I think the probably the baseline of what is you know, I mean it's interesting when you watch your TV and you watch an old series of TV and you see the graphics around you know and you see how appalling it was you know how you know just typography was terrible okay. you know things that you don't even you, you don't kind of now there's no there's no I mean the, the, the typography is bad because it's just Ordinary, but it's not as bad as it was. You know, it was. Yes. Now we probably think it was quirky and interesting, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so I think the sort of base level of getting in, you can things can look professional these days quite easily. Mm. But the but the leap, and I think where where the really interesting stuff is being done is at the very high end of it. You know, how can you be the best? You know, the top of creativity where people haven't seen stuff before and mm. they're not copying things; they are literally creating new, yes. uh, fantastic things. I think that's where. That's the sweet spot where the future of our industry is because actually anybody can do something reasonable quite easily, quite cheaply yeah. now. And so really our skill has to be in you know in really great solutions, really great ideas, yes. really great execution, something that is going to separate us from everybody else. And that's it is actually what we would call creative excellence.
0: Yeah. I talked to just, just so John Haget on that on that topic. It's just a bit of a name
1: drop man <laughs> Of course, oh, <laughs> always. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but what this to, to sort of back up what you, what you said there he, the way he worded it I think he said we, we are technologically literate but not communication rich at this mm-hmm. point in time he felt that there wasn't enough risk or sort of maverick or individuals yeah. around would you agree with that yeah
1: I would I mean you know it's interesting I think when you look at the really successful work the stuff that I've been had this year immense immersion into what what Great creative excellence looks like, and seen it at all levels through all the awards and the professional and the and the student awards and and you know the bit that stands out is where people really put their heart and soul into something mm-hmm. and they just live it and love it and produce something that you've just never seen before. It just comes out, you know, um, and that's I think it is a risk because you, of course you can get it as wrong as you can get it right, um, yeah. but it's the stuff that breaks through and cuts through and you know and you notice.
0: Yeah, well, that was fortunate enough to do with judging on the ones to watch uh, at the New Blood Awards and the, the three that I chose were, were very much on that basis they were, yeah. you could just the passion was oozing from those pieces um, yeah. you know, one great example, uh, Liam Bell, he, uh, he had his brief at uni was conversations around Brexit and he produced this beautiful book called In Black and White, it was a conversation between him and his granddad, who was 89 and they would watch Sunderland games together um, and the, the way he presented the typography in that project and what his granddad was saying which was quite politically incorrect stuff mm. about um, about the place of Sunderland and his view of the world um, and Liam's own conversation well, I just found it stunning the piece of graphic design but mm. also the soul and the idea and everything about that project and the presentation blew me just blew me away yeah. and I felt almost almost slightly intimidated by, by him coming up out now fresh into the industry and it, and it was a reminder that what I needed to keep my level at yeah. as, as a contemporary professional is that something that you try to um, not mm-hmm. on the lookout for in the students now at DNA D, but is it something you try to make people at Turner and Duckworth aware of to, yeah. to to kind of to keep themselves at a level? I think you
1: have to. You know that um, that painting. I'm pretty sure it's in the where is it? The National Gallery Turner painting, the storm. You yes. know the story of him. He can't. He can't ki- kind of replicate the storm in his painting. So he gets eventually goes out on a ship and is lashed to the mast and draw, <laughs> in a storm and draws it. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of feel that in order, and that painting is an amazing representation of the storm that he's trying to represent. And and I think you have to do that in every project mm-hmm. that you do. Somehow you have to lash yourself to the, the metaphorical mast. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to sort of um, you have to get deeper into a problem. And that does. It, and that sounds like. That sounds pathetic if it 's skincare or some kind of chocolate bar or but, but it 's true you know you, yeah. can, you can get down and find a, an intricate, interesting idea in something that nobody else has come up against um, by just immersing yourself totally yeah absolutely and I think that, 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 that you know i 've been lucky enough to meet a lot of people on my journey with NAD this year and we, we had. I had um, a coffee with Olivero Toscani, who was the, the man behind those amazing um, Benetton ads of the nineties. Mm. You know, really kind of really the first, I think, person to really embrace kind of um, creativity for change and creativity for you know good. Um, and you know, and, and it, 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 he he. We were sitting in a cafe. And the cafe was completely silent. Everyone was looking at their laptops. And he turned around and he said to me, he said, look at this. He said, people are just staring at screens the whole time. He said, and they're looking at screens for, he said, it's all right if you're working. He said, but a lot of these are just looking at, Screens. He mm. said, all a, "All a screen is is a, is, is a, a rear view mirror on what's been done already. So there's no, there's no inspiration in the screen. Mm. And I kind of think he's he's got something there. You know, they're like little rear views into the world. What and a great, than,
0: what a great way to express that. Yeah, and
1: he's he's such a kind of um, inspirational man. I kind of believed it more from him. So and yeah. I think that's the truth. You know, I think so. I think you've got to get out. You've got to soak up.
0: It's completely so, true." Mm-hmm. So many people just want it like it's their heads down, and uh, you know, like again, I'll, I'll be the first time you know, I'll clear a lot of emails or whatever on the tube, but. When that's done, I'm very. I try to stay very mindful of just soaking up the little nuances yeah. of things around you, and you have to feed the machine, you know. Otherwise, yeah. where does the new content come from? The new, those moments when you go, whether, when someone goes, where the hell did that come from? It's, yes, I don't, I almost don't want to know because it's been put in there somewhere I and mean, now it's yeah. come back out. You know, that's exactly
1: right. You, I think that's exactly you've gotta just got to feed your your brain with new imagery and new mm. things, and they and they come from spotting things that. Observations that you take on real life. And, you know, you go back to art colleges and you see, you know, and even now the students that come out that are the best, I still think, are often the best at drawing as well. And I think there's something that, you know, the intensity of having to look at something and observe something, you do notice things that other people don't. And I think that's probably a skill that as visual people we have that others don't. And it's it's worth getting good at.
0: And, And also the way that you interpret and then produce that is going to be your own because it's your observation and it's your yeah. take on that world, and that's yeah. the surely the holy grail of this industry is that is that individuality and spark and things. Yes, yeah. so, and I think when
1: you when you draw two objects and you often I think you're you know taught in drawing you draw the space in between them that helps you get them in perspective and get yeah. the proportion right. And I think the space in between stuff is often more interesting than the object itself.
0: Oh, completely. I mean, there was a the piece that I picked out the that you have to pick in you know, order first, second, third. And the one that I chose is um, my pick by a lady called Gina, Janina Powin, and she produces beautiful kind of like yellow, light box with a lot of dead bees on the inside. Oh, sorry, yes, sorry. Pretty Yeah, pretty yeah, yeah, piece. yeah. It's really great. And it was I, f- I found it really quite powerful on the basis that this was a problem that I've kind of—I've got one of those creative minds where I'll turn things over, I'll read the you know a damning report on global warming, and, and then that's it—that's me for a few days. <laughs> and. <laughs> I, I thought how is this not more of an issue and but I, I, my solution well not my solution but the way that I read that problem was that it's that classic thing where we can't connect until it's, it affects us in some way yeah. so I thought the challenge of that problem is to humanise these creatures and she just, you know, the way she would given each of those bees a personality and a name and really given them almost a human identity, I just found that very strong, very yeah. very strong um, that kind of talent um, is that, something, is that something you encourage your staff to look for? I mean, how do things work now at Turner and Dunworth? Do you, mm-hmm. do you still actively recruit members of staff, or is this now something that is taken on elsewhere?
1: It, it is. It's taken on by people who are closer to the ground than I am. Um, yeah. And I, and I think it's more useful. It was interesting, actually. We recently um, we did some college lectures. I used to do one a year at different colleges. Um, you know, whoever asked me, sometimes... Nobody asked me. <laughs> but I was in one a year. And, um, and 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 I thought this is this is kind of interesting and, and, and I've always got good feedback, but you know, we didn't really get a lot of um, interest for young people coming through and really you know, we've always almost always employed graduates, um, and then we've kind of worked and grown and they've been able to grow within our company. Um, and and so um, we got some younger guys to go out and do the same talk and they were better than me for a start um, but also they were just closer to the age and the experience of the graduates coming out so the questions were more relevant you know, mm-hmm. they, could, they could put themselves in their shoes and say in a f- three four years time I could be that person um, and so I actually leave the graduate recruitment to those guys now, I mean mm-hmm. I often see the books that come through and I approve them all, but I don't interview them very yeah. it's because I'm too far away from, yeah. from them I think
0: I think that speaks volumes about um, your attitude, which I think is that's fantastic mm-hmm. to recognise that and, and to and to not, you know. I, I I imagine there would be people who wouldn't be able to let that go as, in an egotistical manner. I feel I feel that's that's very um, humble. Well, I think humble that, but also smart, you know. It's just I don't think
1: it's, it's humble or smart. I think it's <laughs> I think it's a realisation that as um, you know the the, the the key to one of the keys to the. Sort of our success has turned out with is that we've got some really great graduates in. You know, mm, yeah. I know we've taken on Harriet this year. She's she won three pencils this year. You know, wow. I, I know Andy, your ex tutor, I think. Or, Andy R Pembridge, uh, and he said to me at New Blood, um, he said. She's she's the best I've seen for years. You know. okay. Um, so yeah. Okay. So I know yeah. that she's probably better than ever. I was. So yeah. <laughs> I'm quite happy for everybody to do better work than me. And that's absolutely very happy about that. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And actually, I think as you kind of you, and, and, you as you build a company, you realise that there are two ways of going. One is that you can remain in charge and you can mm-hmm. remain kind of like you know Bruce and his assistants doing the work for him. Or and after a while, you realise that those people that you brought in from college have become you know excellent creators in their own right yeah and and that their only option for their future is either to leave and go and you know do the same for somebody else at a higher level or you can grow your business and let them kind of you know reach their creative potential within your business which is the way we chose to, to work so yeah um so i hope that people come and they can you know they feel they can grow and reach their creative potential i mean that's what that's what we're sort of all here to do, isn't it? Really, is to of course. facilitate or either create. You know, I mean, that's what I hope we can do in our place. Yeah. and that's what you here at DND is to let people, of yeah. realise their potential.
0: Yeah. Has it been a very inspiring thing, the presidency? I mean, are you, oh, uh, yeah. are you coming up feeling good about the future?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, to to me, what you know, my values and DND values are, are very similar. You know. Um, we all believe in creative excellence, we believe in fairness, we believe in kind of you know, inspiring the future mm. and having fun at the same, and those are the sort of, those are the f- probably four things that I kind of really believe in. Um, and, and I see that creative excellence, which I, I think in awards ceremonies and everything else you could argue, you know, what's the purpose of awards and all the rest of it, but I think creative excellence is at the moment so vital. Um, to get people's attention, because as you say, they're kind of everyone can do anything at the moment. Mm. The media is easy to get involved with, yeah. but the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is the bit that gets people's attention, yes. and that's what we're all after. So I think that actually, Dina is totally incorrectly correctly placed right now, yeah. because we all need to, this creative excellence has to be what we're all focusing on. Because I think so. I think there's a, a real commercial reason for doing it. I mean, from a client point of view, do great work. You know it gets shared, it gets liked and shared, and yep. put, put around the world because it's great,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, you and I, it sounds like we, we've got, of course, different generations, but we both grew up surrounded by great work, yeah. and, and that's that enriches your your life, you know. It's yeah. in a whether it's an ad campaign or it's an album covers posters. I, I, I understand why, but I despair at the kind of the disposability of film, you know, mainstream film posters when you mm. see like the trendy font with the. the a still of the star and I have my head in my hands because (laughs) then I go past the picture house and see uh, you know I don't know for instance I point to Get Out as a great recent example of a film poster Mm. two white strips top and bottom the guy's eyes in the middle and just Get Out the simplicity and the power of that film poster I just I love it and I want more of it yeah well there you go that's exactly
1: the difference between the sort of the standard and the mediocre versus the extraordinary yeah Yeah. and that is and it goes back to what um, John Higley was saying about fearlessness and you know, giving a, having a bit of a risk. And of course it is a risk, yeah. but, but I don't really think that actually design excellence and creative excellence is a risk. I think it's, um, it's, just, a, it's just a little bit misunderstood. But you know, what, also when we were growing up and we were sort of seeing um, creative excellence, you know, I remember those great advertising posters that were just absolutely, that's what you wanted to do. Those, those album covers were just what you wanted to do. And I think the reason, one of the reasons is that they were kind of everywhere. They were kind of ubiquitous and so that's i think it's important for me certainly that that, that the creative excellent work is for every i like working on big stuff because i like it to be everywhere i don't that's the stuff that really affects people's lives in some way and can make it a bit better
0: completely i mean i I read the article by tim lindsay of course the ceo of Mm dnad recently about in response um to the publicists pulling out of the awards thing and again Mm -hmm. to, to just what you said there, but he, he described it, I thought, brilliantly against the war against mediocrity. Yeah. So, like you said, so important right now. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the whole publicist thing? I mean... I'm a
1: little caught in the middle of that because of course we're owned by publicists, which is um, um, a, a tricky thing. Um, I think what it made me realise, actually, was the, the relevance of um, awards in our whole industry. I, I think that, you know, if you take away awards it's kind of interesting actually um you know to have it forced on you a bit but if you take away awards you know we use awards as our recruitment you know people know come to a lot of students want to work for us because they see the work we've done mm. so uh, we use it as our marketing clients come to us because of that um and uh, and we also use it as motivation for people you know why why would you you know on a project that's really tough why would you put the extra hours in why why do you know what is the we, we, I mean, we're trying to reach our creative potential, but one way of doing it is to say the bar's very high and we need to get at least up to, yeah. you know, that standard. And, and that's a, a function of awards, you know, as a motivator for us to all be better and make all our work better. So when you take that away, I think actually there's a huge, there's a hole in our business plan.
0: Yeah. I agree. And, I, and I, it's funny because when I, was, when I was kind of preparing for this interview and looking at the, the kind of award thing, I, um, I started to wonder if it was anything like the whole sports day thing I, I, as a kid I was uh, shockingly competitive and it's, it's actually been turned into a real driver in my career now yeah. once you get away from the board game with the family arena it's, kind of, <laughs> it's been a, become a positive thing but yeah. it's not really like that because there are not, I, I don't think there are any losers I think there's always the frustration when you enter an award and you don't win of course because you, you want to be exactly what you said you want to be brilliant and you want that to be recognised well, actually, there are winners. I, I, I think
1: that you know part of it is the inspiration side. You know, so there's two: there's inspiration and celebration, right? And yeah. you celebrate if you win, but if you if you come second or, or not at all placed, yeah. then you see it as inspiration for the future, and yeah. and it spurs you on. I think even harder to, to look for more interesting ways to do things, interesting yeah. ways that haven't been done before. Yeah, it, Tim's right. You know, war against mediocrity is absolutely what we're we're all yeah. about.
0: Completely. Yeah, I think so. I think it's. Um, I think it is important, especially having been a part of the new blood last week, and you know had the honour to do the judging. I felt really quite privileged as I, you know. Yeah. Again, like I said, I'm someone who spends a lot of the week sat in my studio, you know, listening to podcasts, doing my yeah. work, and that's a great thing, and I love it, and I love all that work. But to get out and be a part of this industry and to see that up coming talent, and I have the privilege of, of actually going, going to give that person a great moment. That was yeah. a huge buzz to you know to go and seek that. Yes. And seek was, you know, was,
1: um, there's nothing quite like. Um, Two weeks ago, we had the uh, New Blood Awards. And when when the professionals win their awards, there's a kind of, I mean, they're very happy, and of course, you know, I mean, winning a pencil is the most amazing thing in your career. Mm-hmm. But but for some of them, certainly, there's a nonchalance and a kind of, oh, just another award, kind of, you know. <laughs> Although I know inside, they're absolutely kind of, they're so proud, they can't tell you. But students are much more visceral. Yeah. And And so when they win, and it's just amazing that, they shake you by the hand, or give you a hug, or whatever they do, you know, and they're shaking, they can't believe it, you know, and you think well, yeah. oh, you know, it's so good to be able to, you know, to, to do that. It's it really such is. a privilege. It's so
0: empowering and, and, it, and it shows, it reminds you what this means to people. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's not, coming out of uni we're all quite fragile. Yeah. I think so, you may get the odd person who's got an ironclad belief, but I really think we're all going into this vast world where, as we said earlier, the walls are coming down now and it's very hard to make sense of it sometimes and therefore that can really change yeah absolutely and I think
1: you know with what what John Hegarty wants which is risk-taking what's what we all want really and you know it has to come from an inner kind of confidence of some some description of self-belief and and you know if I you know I think awards have a big part to play in that there's something that um, somebody was talking to me the other day and they were saying you know the motivation of designers designers are often actually not that forthright and that sometimes they're not great at presenting themselves you know um and someone described it the other day as um that they want to be famous for things they've done not famous themselves um and so you're kind of creating something you do put your soul and your heart and soul gotcha. on the line and you show people and if they go i love that who did it and then you are attached to it that's the bit that makes you feel proud it's actually the work is the bit that makes it so sort of a sort of being kind of Sort of, I don't know, if famous is the right word, but being known for something you've done rather than being known for being yourself.
0: Yeah, it's bullet well, it is. It's, it's yeah, it is. It's a secondary thing. Secondary thing. It? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, when you made your great piece of Lego, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. what he did, he did it. Oh, my God, he must be great. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of feeling that I think we're all we're all striving for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, it's incredible so so what's next I mean you're obviously leaving DNA in pretty good shape I, I talked to the shift guys last week mm-hmm. so many exciting things happening and, and seems to be a lot of evolution going yeah on. Um,
1: well I think for DNA um, you know I think I, i've been I've been very lucky 50 50 year of DNA has been a very lucky year for me because we haven't it's been in great shape DNA is, is well run mm-hmm. it's, it's a good business um, it's also got a lot of ambition and with that comes confidence you know have had a couple of real successes you know impact last year was an amazing success yeah. um and and all of these things and shift and new blood is just and the festival was so sort of exciting and had so much energy that i think there's an amazing confidence and that's great that's what we need that's what all creative people mm. need is confidence to go forward um now i don't know what the future holds on that you know but i, ho- I hope that it's you know, my, what I would hope from my presidency is that it's in a little bit better shape than when I left it, yeah. than when I arrived. Sorry, um, and, uh, and and I think it probably is. I hope it is. Um, so that's that, that, that's been amazing. Um, I think for me personally, it's been an amazing year where I, for 30 odd years since I've been working, 32 years, I've really been with my head down working on projects, um, and literally head down. And, for the fir- and I've had a year where for a little part of that year I've looked up and mm-hmm. I've seen where creative excellence and where design fits in the whole world and what the importance of it is um, and that's, I think that's broadened my horizons immeasurably mm. um, I can appreciate how the importance of collaboration between other agencies and different skills is coming in um, and, and I th- that's an amazing privilege to have had uh, to be able to do that, so probably my first thing I'm going to do is go into therapy, because somehow I've got to come down from this <laughs> <laughs> into back into doing the, my day job. Um, so yeah, after the therapy, um, I think I, I think I'll look at the world in a slightly different way. Yeah. Um, and it, I would say it's been probably the best year of, of my career. You know?
0: mm. Wow, Some inspiring stuff, and uh, <laughs> really great to hear. Actually, yeah. I like the idea almost that you go back into turning up now, and people are like
1: happened to him. <laughs> yeah, when I, I told them this Monday that I, I said it's almost over. I'm nearly back in the studio full time. And there's this kind of collective sigh, and I'm not sure if it was relief or kind of dread. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it, even if they're not.
0: Brilliant. Well, I'm excited to see what happens when you do land. <laughs> yes, I yeah. well, Thanks for your time, Bruce. Yeah, That's pleasure, been fantastic. Pleasure. Really good. So as part of the New Blood Award this year, I had to pick three ones to watch. I was kindly invited down to judge. And... Um, I managed to get a chat with a couple of the guys that I chose. Um, And the first one, of course, was Giannina Paulin. I picked her out it's just something special Um, she's going to tell us about her amazing project which is about the drop off in bee colonies and and, uh, the alarming death rates among the species which is going to impact us more than we could imagine if we don't do something about it so I found this really powerful in the presentation of her project which she will tell us all you need to know about that Um, she's a student on the graphic design course at Edinburgh Napier University and a lovely lass
3: so I'm from Edinburgh Napier a student there so I've just graduated Um, my project is about how the bees are dying out, and how I've read about it in the news like time and time again, but I've never really thought an awful lot about it. Um, and you'll hear, like, Oh, a hive's died, it's really bad, oh no. And then I'll see a bee on like this, like my shelf, and think, I'll oh, dust that off, oh well, oops, like they were just in my jam or something. But then when you read more and more about it, I didn't know how important they were to us, how they're such a big, important part of our like food chain. I didn't realize. Say when they talk about, oh, however many hundred hives have died this year. In one hive, there's around 50,000 bees. And I thought, imagine if 50,000 humans just dropped dead. Like, what would we do with that?
0: It'd be an unprecedented catastrophe, wouldn't it?
3: Exactly. So when we talk about hundreds of these hives being wiped out, think about it in terms of humans. And if bees are so important to us and they mean so much to our food chain and they bring so much to this world, why aren't they thought about as humans? If yeah. you know what I mean like-
0: I, I do and, and one of the reasons I was so bowled over by your work your project on this was because of that very thing it's like it occurred to me that it's that it's that whole thing of if it doesn't enter your world as a human being exactly. it's very hard to compute the idea of it so for example global warming mm-hmm. we live in Britain we see very little of the adverse effects of that therefore until it's on your doorstep it's very hard to respond exactly. as a human being but actually this is like like you said our entire food chain so my creative conundrum is being thinking how the hell do I do I without being really crass and putting this in someone's face as in like yeah. this could be your kids it's like yeah. how do you get this across and so when I saw your work and so if you don't instead of me banging on the back if you don't mind giving us a little rundown of I mean, just the humanization of the way you, you singled out the bees. Like, where did that idea come from?
3: So, I thought about going back to if one hive died, there's 50,000 bees that have died, and putting it into a human perspective. Why aren't they celebrated? Why aren't they put up on such a high pedestal? Like, as humans, like, we're pretty bad people. Like, we do all these things. We create pollution, and we do this, and we do mm. that. And bees are sort of the innocent bystander that means so much. So, I put a single bee, it's quite hard when you look at one bee just on the side it's not all—it's not that big a deal but as soon as you put that many bees up like that and you're highlighting them it's quite hard to look at they're yeah. bees especially when you get up so close you are looking at something that's dead and if you, yeah. I've written obituaries for each and, for each one that's there kind of thing yeah. so I'm treating them like a human why aren't they treated like this how can we're not celebrating yeah. what their life was and how much they did and you're just trying to relate the two together yeah I don't know why we're not thinking of them as such an important aspect. So bees dying, it's not an imminent threat. And in the news, everything that we're talking about, say pollution or the plastic that's in the ocean or recycling, it's an imminent threat. It's affecting us right now and the bees aren't. And until they are an imminent threat, it's too late.
0: And that's a scary thing, isn't it? When that hits home, we're in deep shit and it's like there's no escape in that. How would you describe it like the glass box with all the bees against the inside yeah it's bees it's
3: inside cast in resin with the obituaries like placed over the top of them relating yeah. to a few single bees
0: yeah because it's like when I, got, I used to go to museums as kids and you'd see them all alive against the inside of the glass and yeah. it was scary because they were right there but they couldn't get to you that's what, is it? was that the intention to look like definitely, one of those things yeah. definitely
3: to look like that and you're looking at them for almost what it was but they're not they're not like that anymore and just to look at them and take the time to appreciate like oh my gosh this is what could happen and we're just taking them for granted and we're not how come they're not I don't, I don't want to say like celebrated but how come they're not put up on a pedestal mm. how come they're not thought of as as important as they actually are and it's really easy to just lecture and lecture and give out information and this is how you can help it but you almost need to be stunned or like shocked yeah you know say if you laid out 50,000 coffins all in a row that you're in front of you that that's what it yeah. almost takes to to make an impact on someone to for them to actually change their way of thinking and to properly think about it.
0: To break through the, the, the just constant information that we're exposed to Definitely, yeah. there's too
3: much information nowadays. Yeah. We're bombarded by it and it just takes something to make you stop in your path and to actually think, like, oh my gosh, and whether it's something that's almost hard to look at, then that, that's fine, but it just... You need yeah. something.
0: And was it a challenge to present it as we saw it in the in the lit case? Because I was very impressed.
3: I, I think... Definitely, because it was going to go either way. I would say it is something that's quite hard to look at. You are looking at, I don't know how many that's there, let's say 50, 50 dead bees, all just cast in resin. i not that far I don't know if someone was going to say if it was beautiful or if it was, like, grotesque, but I needed to find that sort of middle ground or maybe even to push the barrier to say... Mm this is what needs to happen whatever
0: it was it was necessary that's 100%. what I'd 100% whether, whether you find it grotesque or not that's got to be the idea because it is quite grotesque actually what's yeah. happening yeah. I think um, I've gone blank it's okay I never do that <laughs> my question what's the plan next I mean, is, is, uh, how have you found the DNAD
3: DNAD has been amazing I really really like it down here at the moment just trying to get a job <laughs> <laughs> I just join the rest of the graduates that uh, are trying to get a job. At the yeah. moment, I don't have any plans. Just hoping to find a super job. Yeah. Hopefully, down here. Um, yeah. I really like it down here. So it's a big change to Edinburgh, but that's kind of what I'm going for.
0: I chose Liam Bell's project, who studied on the graphic design degree at the Northumbria University, because it really. Um, It made me laugh and it made me sad in equal measure. It was a project based around the concept of uh, conversations around Brexit. And I just thought he'd nailed it. The presentation of this guy's projects, of his conversation with his granddad, kind of two generations separated. Um, And different viewpoints. And how, you know, that kind of generation we all know can be quite stuck in their ways and quite rigid views on uh, multiculturalism, all these things about leaving the EU, about... Uh, political correctness, and Liam's going to tell us all about his project, Dicks Out, and uh, why it's so comically named, but actually it's pretty clever. Um, and hats off to this guy, because he, he had a great attitude, and I thought his work was incredible, quite frankly. It blew anything I did at university out of the water, and watch your space, because big things are coming. Uh, check out all these guys' links, of course, in the show notes, as ever. Um, so I call Liam on the degree show night just outside the old Truman Brewery. So
4: my name's Liam Bell, I'm from Northumbria University and basically I'm, I suppose I'm a very northern person and that's how I would describe myself, I'm from up north and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, tell tells a little bit about Dick's Out which is an amazing name. So Dick's Out is a project about Brexit and basically it's a conversation between me and my grandfather who's called Richard and that's where the name comes from and um, basically it's it's a difference in opinions that's how I would describe it so he's very set in his ways old fashioned ways he's very I wouldn't well yeah he probably is racist yeah Yeah, he is he's a racist and I'm not and basically the whole conversation stems from the difference in opinions and how yeah. And basically, I've designed it around that. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because I'm, I'm from a similar place. I'm from
0: Keighley, West Yorkshire, and it's uh, yeah. similar. It's like an old mill town. It's the same characters knocking about, you hear the same conversations. And, and it's it's weird because it's not like there's any real malice there, but it's just such as we, as we were just discussing. You've presented this in black and white. Yeah, it's black and
4: white views. It is. Is this it? really just black and white? It's that's it. You, you can put it in colour because it isn't in colour. He's literally he sees everything black and white. It's either it is or it isn't, and it isn't. So, what was
0: the trigger to think of? Because this is one of the things that grabbed me, and one of the reasons I picked this out when I was choosing for the awards earlier. I thought it grabbed me because I just thought it's, that's it would have taken me a few years after uni to arrive at the point of seeing that as a valid creative project. So, when did it strike you as a, as,
4: a, as something you wanted to to do? It was probably the first thing I thought of. Once, really? so basically we got we got the brief, and it was language of Brexit. And basically, obviously, it's very wide open. You could do anything involving the language of Brexit. And I thought straight away, I was just like, "Yeah, my yeah. grandad, he's very pro Leave. I'm very pro Remain. Why not have a conversation about yeah. it?" And obviously, I study I study graphic design at Northumbria, but it's split into three pathways. So obviously, you get typography and editorial design. You get branding, and you get illustration. And I am part of the typography pathway. Okay. So I thought, what a perfect way to do some typographic design absolutely yeah. yeah and how did how did you approach the, the sort of subject did you did you go to him with this and get his consent or what was the deal so basically what happened was rather than fire it at him and sort of catch him off guard I sort of snaked it in so basically we're both big Sunderland fans and we're both sitting watch a match every week so we were sitting in my living room I believe it was it was Sunderland Crystal Palace and we won we were winning 4-0 at half time so it was like, you couldn't ask for a better opening yeah. for it. And he was in a good mood. So I just... He said something about... He said something about a black player. And I said, you can't really say that. It's not politically correct. And then it sort of slid it in from there. And then sort of the conversation of Brexit erupted from it. <laughs> basically. Basically. I caught him at the right time. The and good point. Yeah. And, and has he seen this? No, he hasn't, actually. <laughs> I'm a bit worried about showing him it. <laughs> Cause if this goes off,
0: like let's just yeah. say this went viral. Yeah. Like, do you think he'd
4: be? Do you think he'd start No. To be honest, I think he would be like. He'd still be like. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, this is what I said. Right, yeah, yeah. This is what I said. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Have you got any highlights from it that you can sort of just reel
4: off? Th- th- any any choice quotes that you think? Um. Okay. Oh, a bit on the spot. We'll find something though. There's some good bits. <laughs> See, I mean, just so basically, there's honestly just now, there's, for example, there's one a, bit,
0: like just for context for the listeners. Okay,
4: Liam just flicked over three pages, and we've just seen
0: Flo- there's a bit here. flooding in, <laughs> <laughs> in massive. <laughs> I don't know what
4: point type flooding in. Yes, yeah. obviously, they'll love that. that. Something they'll love that. I don't know who they are. But okay, so I want to quote one bit here. <laughs> and basically, it says Trump's got the right idea, seriously, and that's it. <laughs> That's all you need to know. It's <laughs> the fact you yeah. had to say
0: seriously as well.
4: Yeah, seriously. He's got the right idea. That's that's how much he means. Eh? It's unbelievable, isn't it? He's pro-Trump. He's pro-everything. Pro <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> he'll, he'll be very
0: happy with how things have turned out. Bizarre. Oh, God. Yeah. So what's the plan moving forward? Like, has, has
4: the response from this given you any ideas moving forward? Is it, is it something you love doing, the typographic side of things? Absolutely love. Like, typography is the thing that I focused on in university, and it's something that I, I, I feel like it's the it's sort of the bed like the the bottom bottom line really for graphic designers mm. if you sort of know the typography down to a like solid level then it's sort of everything will fall into place that's what I think yeah. in my head anyway that's what I'm hoping for yeah, yeah. and are you feeling good about going into the industry now? yeah really good yeah what's yeah. the next step? have you got anything lined up? Or are you nothing lined up yeah I'm just hoping that's cool just, yeah hoping people see what's going on and yeah. sorting out nice you've got a website and all that stuff? got a website yeah yeah.
0: that's more than I was at then yeah. <laughs> got a website yeah.
4: got business cards nice nice. Yeah. and have you enjoyed the festival so far? loved like, it yeah. some good work really liked it yeah, yeah that's cool yeah.
0: nice well cheers for your time and uh, have you got, a, got that, before I forget what is the website?
4: Um, it's leanbelldesign.com. nice and I'm guessing you can check out Dick's out you can check out <laughs> all my other projects as well I've got a few on there brilliant yeah. nice one alright mate cheers for your time spot on thank you very much <laughs>
0: And last but certainly not least, uh, was Emily Charlotte Croft, who I had a chance conversation with, actually. I was roaming about the space, I was talking to uh, people at the New Blood Awards, and I bumped into Bruce Duckworth, and we got chatting, and he said, look, come here, and he introduced me to these students at Plymouth University, and said, come and check this out, it's amazing. Look at the presentation here, look at the work that's gone in. Chat to these guys, these guys are the heroes tonight, which I thought was a a wonderful thing. And I got passed on to Emily who had just a, a such a mature attitude way ahead of her years, and her work was stunning. And I asked them about the presentation for their degree show, which was a whole newspaper stand, and it turns out it was Emily's kind of germ of an idea, which the group then ran with. Uh, but I found her very inspiring, and, and once again, head and shoulders above where I was at when I graduated, and I'm, I'm ever wowed by the professionalism and, and the, the work ethic of some of these students. So again, I, I caught her off guard and just said, right, come on, we're off out, put your beard down, we're going to go and have a chat outside about this stuff and you can tell me more. And she was uh, all the willing and just carried herself brilliantly. So here you go, Emily Charlotte Croft. Where are you actually from then?
2: Um, I'm from Swindon originally. Okay. Um, But I fell in love with Plymouth. I went there for an open day and oh,
0: yeah?
2: never looked back really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's
0: been about, uh, what, was, what was the actual degree? Illustration?
2: Illustration, yeah, BA on Illustration. Yeah. So. Like,
0: did you, were you into it? Were you Have you drawn since being a kid?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Ever since i picked up a pencil, it's been always sort of yeah. my, my, my sort of thing and uh, I don't think I would have ended up doing anything else to be honest, um, yeah. but Plymouth just had the, to me, it had the course that really, really sold it to me, it was the passion of like my, my tutor, Ashley, as soon as I went there I was like this is the yeah. guy, he really, really invested, yeah. Did you find
0: that quite we an important doing? thing to connect with?
2: Probably the most important thing actually, because yeah. it, it did, it did silence me big time, it's the investment into the students, it doesn't matter what level you're at when you go there, it doesn't matter where you've come from, what your background is, mine was fine art, um, but if he sees something in you, he, he just keeps pushing yeah. you and bugging you to do it. It's
0: interesting because that never really changes, like that's one thing I've found, but I've been doing this nine years full time, it
2: and.
0: It's, it's those people, those connections that yeah. really pin it together and help you find, make sense of it because it's hard. It's like, yeah, well, you, know, you might grow up liking drawing, but making sense of that as a professional thing is a nightmare. Yeah. Did you feel, did you feel at any time sort of lost or like... Big you know, time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Second year was not the easiest. I said to you earlier about all of a sudden I was sort of shocked into doing comics. I wasn't forced into it or anything, but it was the first time I'd ever directed my sort of talents I guess Mm. Um, and thought of career paths and stuff like that and the first time I did it it was an absolute disaster it was really really hard I couldn't quite channel everything I didn't quite know what I was trying to achieve yeah Um, and it's hard as well and you oh the tutorials got a lot more brutal in second year as well (laughs) yeah
0: did you I I, I mean what are you like in terms of personality did you did you find that a challenge did you you feel like walking away from it no
2: no absolutely not I it hurts at the time, because of course it does, but when you get these comments, like you've got to take a step back. I went away, thought about it, and started to put these into my work, and the more I sort of listen, Sometimes it doesn't quite work like that. Sometimes you are right, but... Of course. yeah. But every now and then, you, you know, I think
0: only experience brings a knowledge of that, of, of like yeah. a judgment call, you know?
2: It's, it's when you become sure in yourself, and you're like, no, this is the right decision. I am happy yeah. with this.
0: I'm glad you said that, because it, yeah. I... I, I I would always be very passionate about visual communication and the same thing I, I can't see the wood for the trees a lot of the time and yeah. don't quite know where I'm going with it even though not I like to draw and I would always find that people at uni were really quiet people didn't like criticism and I liked I liked to criticise in the best possible way like in the yeah. crits I would get quite energised and I would see things in people's work and try to suggest but people the look in their eyes is like <laughs> fuck off
2: yep, I did that. <laughs> that was me as well like you could just change this part you see in across from you like could I now nice could I really out, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's sort of like, but it's it's great, especially. I think I was really, really lucky with my year. If I'm honest, there were a few people who did like the criticism. We actually had um, a really big sort of art director guy back in the first year, oh, yeah. and people really, really struggled with hearing like cutting edge criticism. I and mean, that was one of the first times I was like, I actually kind of like this. But uh, to be fair to you know everybody else, all of my peers. The opportunity to speak with them and share ideas with them and they do the same to you they're, they're so invested in the, your work and you're so invested in theirs and yeah I think our year has a really really strong bond
0: yeah um
2: and it, I think it makes a big difference I think you know some some people don't get that
0: that being said I've like, just looked at your degree show tonight and hugely impressed like the presentation so that was your idea right to produce a newspaper
2: <laughs> i putting yeah. you on the spot <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I did come up with the initial idea um just sort of suggested it Um,
0: What was the thinking?
2: Well, we like to push for themes, basically. And last year, the theme was a record shop. And my idea was, how can we show our work in the neatest way possible, but get across what everyone is about? Mm. And I thought, well, people like looking through stuff, and people will pick up a a book or something like that. so it was initially suggested that, you know, it was something to pick up from the shelf and people could through it and see what you were about, um, and as that evolved, it became the idea of the newspaper stand, um, and yeah, we had sort of teams of people working on it. And
0: so what's the response been to it?
2: Um, from what I've known so far, really, really positive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think people are, are interested in it. And that was the whole point of it. It was sort of like a feature to bring people in. That's why we like the themes. Yeah. Because uh, it... it it's something a little bit different, something that sort of stands out, I guess, and um, I it kind of makes a bit of a talking point, you know.
0: It does. It's good. It's, it it's in your head. There's something to be said about it because there's such a diverse range of work within that format. You know? Yeah, know. yeah. But it's very cool, yeah, and your comic looks awesome. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. Thank yeah. you. So, what's how does it feel now, like sort of facing outwards into the industry?
2: Um, I'm really excited, if I'm honest. <laughs> I, um, I think there's just so much. To do and it was as you were saying earlier I don't want to just get swept up in you know a nine-to-five corporate job and whatnot um, I think it would be easy to do that but that's not what I want to do and it's not my end goal at the moment um, so obviously I've got the opportunities to work in the creative industry being a graphic designer That's another skill I'm going to learn and I'm really really I'm really looking forward to it because there's so much in there that I don't know and I can apply what I've learned so far into that and then you know the idea of commissions and stuff as well
0: it's a really healthy move I worked for two years full time in all sorts of random jobs not even anything connected to creativity yeah worked as a recycling officer for a while temping agencies and not and I never saw it as a negative I never saw it as a frustrated thing I just saw it as something to finance for long game yeah
2: that's exactly right and it gave
0: me the money to hire a studio in the evenings with friends Giving, you know, I would spend all my evenings and weekends doing that stuff, and ultimately, it served as a great purpose. But you pick up little benefits, as you mentioned, that yeah. you, you might not consider. You, you'll come out of that so much stronger without a shadow of a doubt.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's, That's why it's just an exciting opportunity because I think a lot of it. I think uh, it's not just just you know the creative industries, a lot of industries in general, if you go into it with a negative mindset, you're not gonna get anything from it and it's gonna be rubbish and you're gonna hate it. But if you go into it thinking like, hey, yeah. something really good is gonna come Absolute out of this.
0: Embrace it and yeah. M- make the most of all of it and and to be honest, in your gut you'll know when it's the time to move on This That's anyway. exactly
2: right, yeah, yeah.
0: Therefore you, you can't really lose. Yeah. I think, yeah. That, I think that's I think the sooner you start to see like the positive in everything in this industry there's the the quicker things will move
2: yeah that's exactly right i
0: really do believe in that you know. yeah i've never i've never had any experience with a controller. So
2: yeah. yeah yeah exactly and
0: what about dnad like what about opportunities like this do you, uh, is it an organization you were aware of yeah uni? yeah
2: i was aware of DNA yeah. since we sort of started uni It's something that's sort of been on the books and it was, it was well promoted for us since first year um and well it's a fantastic organization and it, you know i to be able to exhibit here is something that a lot of people would you know yeah. a lot of people would die for yeah. so we've been really really lucky and it's just to sort of make the most of opportunities like this well yeah
0: the fact we're talking here right now is, yeah. the, is the fact that I was I came over to talk to Bruce Duckworth who's the president of the organization yeah, and then passed me on to you guys it's yeah. like that just goes to show if that's not a benefit alone just having a guy like Bruce then yeah it's I don't know what is it's, it's fantastic like, to yeah. have him
2: just walking around you know He's awesome as a You t- don't guy. see enough of that, you know. Yeah. And not just like just, not just in art but just in general, you know. And it's it's nice just someone to come over and shake your hand and say, yeah. "Hey, I'm Bruce. I am Bruce
0: have my students who are happy to show you their stand and tell you about something, and you were doing that. Yeah, you? yeah. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and have a chat for the podcast. And yeah, absolutely. This is what happens in the industry. It's like you put yourself out there and, and work for it. People respond to that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's well, I, I guess in that sort of sense like oh, it's horrible to be like, yeah, I don't kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's ever going to pick
0: themselves up, but I'll do it for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I just see sort of, you know. In life and whatnot, that's kind of how I've always been. Just go out and talk to someone. The worst they're going to do is say, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> you say, okay, no worries.
0: So it's a good action. What's going wrong?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it hasn't gone wrong yet, so I'm just going to keep at it, really.
0: Brilliant. Well, cheers for your time. Yeah, yeah, Robert, thank you very back. much.
2: It's been really, really good to meet you. I really <laughs> appreciate
0: it. So what do you think? I, I always find it inspiring to talk to people, both... Vastly experienced, kind of veterans, Jedi's of of our industry, and then talk about people who are fresh faced coming at it right, you know, up out of university in education, right into the real world. And I don't know how you guys found it. I've just found it a smack in the face when I graduated, and it took a lot of time for me to adjust and make any kind of sense of where I wanted to go. So when you see people who are sort of switched on and they've already built a little bit of an identity, I find it very exciting. And I'm always curious to see what they do with that, where they go, because you know, you've got people coming off illustration degrees, talking about going into graphic design placements. You've got people coming out of graphic design wanting nothing more than to go into illustration. You've got photographers wanting to work with filmmakers. It's so confusing and the disciplines are so amorphous now. They cross over into one another all of the time, so... I kind of don't envy people graduating today but at the same time I do envy their talent and their work and their drive so it's exciting to see where it's all going so just a little thanks to Emily, Liam and Giannina and of course Bruce with all of his vast experience at Turner and Duckworth and the passion that Still fills him when I talk to him, you know, about the new generation and about what's going on and about the work he's been able to do as president of DNAD and how that feeds back into into taking Turner and Duckworth forward and onto new things and new greater things all the time and leaving that creative control to the younger guys who are down at ground level. You've got to admire that, and it's a fantastic attitude and something that I hope inspires people like it's inspired me. So, cheers to everyone who took part in that one. Um, let me know your thoughts on the Twitter at Arrest All My Mix. Creative excellence, How do? where do you stand on it? How do you feel about awards? Do you feel they're necessary? I mean, I, I always take it like a, a boot to the stomach when I find out I've not won an award, but I quickly pick myself up and go, no, 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 it's good to be a part of these things. It's awesome to be in it to win it, because on the few times I have won awards, it's been so good. I mean, exhilarating and a, and a wonderful buzz. But I also remind myself that this is subjective. This is a world-built on opinion, and... Just because someone else doesn't choose my work as an award, as Bruce said there, you have winners and you have, inspira- you, know, you have inspiration. It's as simple as that. You can't look at it as a defeat. But to be in it and to win these things, it's a great buzz, and it's, it's a great accolade. So I'm interested where you guys stand on it. So like I said, let us know on the Twitter, at to rest or my mix. Email hello at com. Uh, keep the feedback coming. The show's growing. Uh, I'm going to, like I said before, I'm going to have to look at alternate platforms if the SoundCloud situation is not resolved. So... Keep an eye on that because I want everyone following me over. I don't want to be losing them numbers. You guys mean a lot, so thank you for your support. Thanks to the awesome sponsors, illustrationweb.com, uk, and printed.com. Uh, go back and check it out if you haven't listened to the whole the whole backlog, the archive. We've got 82 episodes strong now, so please do go and check it all out. Spread the love, share the links. We've got everybody on there. We've got such a great panorama of guests and it's only going to get better, I've got creative review coming up, we've got um, illustrator and kind of detail obsessed artist Ben Rothery, who's a top guy and got a really interesting story, he's coming up Marion Deshares coming up on the show uh, all going on all going on, real broad range cheers for coming back and cheers and uh, hello to the new listeners, I should say so cheers for checking in guys uh, take it easy, have a nice week don't get yourself too stressed. Work your bollocks off. Stay creative. <laughs> nice one. I'll catch you soon, guys.